0: Holiday Let Success, Episode 24. The Definitive Guide to Holiday Let Success. From interviews with successful holiday homeowners and industry experts, to useful and usable ideas, resources, and discussion. Hello, and welcome to the Holiday Let Success podcast. I'm your host, as always, Elaine Watt. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, we have a guest today, and her name is Yvonne Halling. It was a huge pleasure to chat to Yvonne, as it is with all my guests. I always feel like I'm saying this, but it's such a pleasure to chat to the experts and the successful holiday home owners that we bring on to the podcast to learn from. Now, Yvonne runs a bed and breakfast. Bed and breakfast, okay, slightly different to self-catering, but not much when it comes to Advertising, marketing, dealing with guests and Yvonne has changed the entire face of her bed and breakfast which is in the Champagne region in France. When she first started it was a very small business. And now it's a huge business and she is going to share her secrets of getting to this exceptional position that she's in now. She's changed it into a six-figure business and she did that really through a very short period of time. She's going to be sharing these insights with her today and it's such an important episode because it really gives you another level to your marketing. Lots of different places i see coaches are sharing how to build websites how to deal with guests but there's a big part missing in capturing details automating speaking to past guests and yvonne is going to share her experience in this exceptional area which really really does make all the difference with us today so let's head on over to the interview now and I hope you enjoy it. Take notes and start applying these principles to your business. If you want to chat to me about it, please head on over to holidayletsuccess.com. Click on the send voicemail button on the right hand side. Leave me a message and we will get back to you. We'll have a chat from there. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. I'm really excited today to invite Yvonne Halling from Le Molyneux, a and b based in the Champagne region of France. She has found a formula that helps her maximize the income of her B&B through exceptional customer service and the automation of the systems and processes in her business. And she has changed her bed and breakfast from an average booking rate to a six-figure business with ecstatically happy guests in the process. Yvonne, welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Elaine. Thank
1: you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah,
0: you're welcome. It's lovely to have you here.
1: Now, could you tell us a little bit about you and your bed and breakfast business? Okay. Well, in the beginning, I opened my B&B in 2001 um, as a hobby business because my husband had a fantastic job at Moit et Chandon, that little champagne company that you may have heard of. Um, and he was traveling a lot. He was responsible for sales in Asia and Australia, and he was away a lot. And I was at home alone with our two little girls, and on, quite honestly, I was a bit bored. And so I saw a couple of couple of women um, doing bed and breakfast, and I thought to myself, well, I can do that. So um, I said to him, in 1999, I'd like to buy a house, and I'd like to do B&B, and he said, okay. So we bought a house in 2000. We renovated it from top to bottom. And we opened a little two-roomed bed and breakfast for me as a hobby so that I could have, uh, be able to meet people, entertain and basically speak English because I was in, you know, I'm in France. So that's how it all started. Um, so since 2001, that's, you know, 13, 14 years now.
0: Yes, yeah, so you've got quite a bit of experience now. So so what was that first year running that two-bedroom B&B like? Well, it,
1: as I say, it was just a hobby. We didn't rely on the money. We could say no when we didn't want anybody. There was no internet in those days. So we we were very much reliant on the local network of other B&B owners and the local tourist office. So we we'd wait in on a Friday night to see if anybody showed up, basically. So it was very hit and miss. And we took anybody. We took people who knocked at the door. We took people who came late at night. We just, you know, just took people just for the hell of it, really.
0: Okay, so that was a two-bedroom place. And I take it you've moved or you've extended yes. now?
1: Okay, Did tell us about that. Um, well, what happened was, um, in 2005, Four, my husband left his uh, lost his job at Moet and we it didn't look like he was going to get another one around here because it's quite a closed community in champagne and so in two thousand and five, we went back to the u k we, we closed the b and b we rented out the house to a normal French family who didn't do b and b and we um went back to the u k and we had a, quite a few challenging challenging experiences in the u k and we had a little company that used to supply champagne, small small independent producers' champagnes, not big brands, to banks and financial institutions. We used to do champagne tasting events, entertaining for banks' corporate clients. And of course, we lost our business in the crash of 2008. We suffered a lot of um, problems with that. And then in 2009, things were going very badly for us. um, And the the tipping point was really when we had a house fire at our rented property in the UK where the tumble dryer caught fire and burnt, partially burned the house down and we were then homeless. So we lived in a caravan for four months while our home in France was now empty. So we thought, what are we doing here? So we moved back home to France in uh, in 2009. And... um Things had been very, very challenging for us in the UK. We'd lost a lot of money. We had um, suffered a lot of setbacks personally, and um, you know, as a family. And by the time we got back to France, we were very much um, in in a bad way.
0: Yeah, I understand that. What a thing! What a lot of things to go through all in one yeah. go. Okay, so how did you, what did you do
1: when you got back to France well, that time? Well, the only thing that I knew how to do um, was run a B&B. And I'd had four years' experience of doing it like a hobby, so I thought, well, I'll just rent some rooms out. And, of course, our children had grown up by this time, so we had more rooms available. So I turned two more rooms into B&B rooms, re- refurbished them as best I could with very little money. And now we had four rooms. And so I realized, and, and to begin with, I just kind of, I didn't really know what to do, although I had learned a lot about business when we were in the UK. Even though our business had failed, I had learned a lot. And so I realized that, that, that I had to take control of my own marketing. And ke- keeping in mind, this was 2009, so there still wasn't really TripAdvisor. There, wasn't, there weren't any online travel agencies. It was still very, the internet had only just happened but I knew enough about it to, uh, to know that I needed a website, to know that I needed to be on social media. Facebook had exploded um, at that time. We're still talking 2009, which doesn't sound that very long that very long ago, but actually things have moved on such a lot in the last five, six years. Yeah, in the world mm-hmm. of social media, that's forever. Yeah, it is, isn't <laughs> it? It is, yeah. Yeah. So I, I realized I had to take control of my own marketing. So. I decided that because we had the internet now, I decided that we were going to focus on English-speaking people who wanted to discover the hidden gems of, hidden gems of champagne, because we have, we have lived here, you know, at that time we'd lived here for about 15 years. And my husband had worked at Moet. We had a huge network of people that we knew, champagne producers, tourist operators. And I went out and I got to know even more of them. And I, we decided that we would focus on the international community and help them to discover the hidden gems of champagne, places and people that they wouldn't find on their own. And so we set ourselves apart from other B&Bs. Now, what that meant was that we didn't take French people, although we didn't turn them away they didn't come. Once I got focused on who I wanted to serve, who we could add the most value to, that's when things really started to take off.
0: Excellent. And I think, I really think,
1: if there's a few things that you said there that
0: listeners can really, really grasp and use as a huge takeaway and the first one was that you learned so much through the failure of your previous business and that's a huge huge stepping stone and a, and a and a great testament to you the second thing is that you laser focused on who it was that you actually wanted to come into your bed and breakfast which I think is absolutely huge and something that maybe people aren't always aware that they can do. They're slightly worried about cutting people out. You know, you, you didn't worry about cutting out the, the French community. They just weren't your market. And I think taking that forward from what you've just been saying, they're huge lessons. So thank you for sharing mm. that.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things that I share with my uh, B&B clients when I'm helping, because I help other B&B owners now. I help other small hospitality businesses. And, and the first thing that, that we focus on is who do you want to serve? Who do you want to have? Because when you're taking anybody and everybody, you're not really meeting anybody's needs. Yeah, that sounds very
0: true to me, because you you can't just by the nature of it, you just can't possibly look after everybody's needs in that situation. And you, you as you say, you're just going to be missing potentially missing the mark in lots and lots of different situations for lots yeah. of people. But there will be one one specific market for what
1: you're and it, and it doesn't, as you said, it doesn't mean that you have to turn anybody away. This is the fear that a lot of people do have. You don't have to turn anybody away. But if you laser focus in on the market that you can best serve with your knowledge, skills, talents, whatever, expertise, then those people will naturally drop away, leaving more space for the people that you can serve at a deeper level. And that's the irony of it, really.
0: Yeah, very, very well described for our listeners there. Thank you. So you started getting up and running. You found your market. You found who you want to come and stay in your bed and breakfast, and you've got yourself on social media. How were things going at this stage? Took off, absolutely
1: took off. I just I was just it was incredible it was an incredible year 2010 we had making less than 10,000 euros a year up until this point in the B&B and in 2010 I made 50,000 I could I could hardly contain myself that's
0: absolutely incredible Mm. Yeah. What, uh, what a turnaround. So what did you decide then? You'd do more of the same? Or you'd get the message out there
1: more? What was the, the next, next step? The next step was to put some automated systems in place. This is, this is without any systems. This is really still hit and miss stuff. But I decided yes. that it, I, I thought, well, if I can do 50, I wonder if I can do 100. I, don't, I didn't even know you could do that in a b Because the, I don't know if you know this. In, in Europe the average bnb makes 18000 euros a year and over 51% make less than 10000 and i was one of those Wow. But you'd
0: crushed it in that 2010 I totally... year and changed it around from 10 to 50. That's a huge, huge change. I bet you must have, you must have been jumping up and down going, I've got i it, it. was incredible.
1: Well, I still didn't think I'd got it, actually. I, just, I was just so amazed at what I'd done. But, but it was that focus on marketing, marketing, marketing. I was like a dog with a bone. And one of the things um, that you might want to, that listeners might be interested in, one of the things that I really focused on was kind of being like a reporter for my area. So I went out with my little digital camera. This is before I had an iPad or an iPhone. Um, I went out with my digital camera and I... I I did, I wrote a blog like every week I'd take a video of myself, I'd talk about the region, I'd go out into the vineyards and I'd say, This is what's happening in the vineyards today, take a look at this, take a look at that. I, I went into my local town to Reims and I you know, did a video of me outside the cathedral at the music festival, at the champagne houses. I went out and I met people, I was like, you know, the reporter for the area. And so I got an enormous amount of exposure on Google, because Google loves blogs. So I got an enormous amount of exposure on the search engines and on social media, and I became that woman. I became that go-to person for the international community in Champaign. Incredibly well-positioned. That sounds like
0: a really good lesson to, to really teach owners, whether they're owners of holiday homes or bed and breakfasts, whatever part of the hospitality industry you're in, if you're sharing your particular knowledge about an area, that, that's what your
1: guests need and want to know, is, isn't it? It is. And then, you know, the next stage is to actually package that into products. And, you know, people will buy. People will buy. Some of it you give away and some of it you can sell. People will buy. It's incredible because, you know, everybody wants, wants it easy. So if you make it easy for, for your guests, for your, for your customers, you know, they, they don't need to go anywhere else
0: brilliant so at this stage you mentioned you're still unsystemized you're still thinking i've found something but i need to to do more of the same can i uh repeat what I've done in 2010 can I make it even better so you knew that you wanted to automate what started you on your journey to automation was it the software first that you heard of or was it the concept of the automation and then you found the software which I know that you use
1: is uh, Infusionsoft. Well what happened was I I kind of got halfway well three quarters of the way through that year and I was thinking I was just watching myself missing opportunities basically so some of the things that I do in the automated system I was doing anyway but it was very hit and miss and sometimes I'd forget because when you get busy and everything's reliant on you then you know we we miss things and so I had heard of Infusionsoft but it wasn't really I didn't think it was for me I didn't think it was for my particular industry because it was really a a piece of software that you know, the online marketing gurus were using. And I thought, well, I, I don't know how that would work for me. But I went to a webinar. I, I attended a webinar, and I'm, it was like a, a light bulb went on in my head. When I saw what it could do, I thought, that's it. That's what I need. That, that's that's going to do it for me. That's what's, that's what's missing, that system. Yes.
0: Incredible, and it and it just all clicked into place just like that. This was everything that you needed in order to continue running what you were already doing, but in a more streamlined yes. process. And it's it's your your memory sort of super super boosted because it's all recorded in the system. Yeah,
1: I mean the thing is that I was serving when well, as soon as I started to systemize it and automate it, I was serving people even better than I was before.
0: Ah, Okay, so it actually made
1: you Mm -hmm. even
0: better at your job and in, you know, offering an exceptional service rather than
1: just a great service. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, so the software came in. How did you get on when you first got going with Infusionsoft?
1: Well, I had a really good coach um, and he helped me put ideas in my head. I took the ideas, I ran with them And I set up some campaigns that absolutely wowed my guests. Fantastic. What did you start with for your guests? What was there? What was right for them? Offering them dinner was the first thing. I had been hit and miss offering them dinner without the system. And now I, now they were in my system, they automatically were offered dinner. So that was what I call my first upsell. So if you look at the Amazon model, The Amazon model is, you know, people who bought this also bought that. So I thought to myself, well, if they they booked a room, what else would they want?
0: Okay. So, again, it's another way of making life Mm -hmm. easy for your guests. If they don't necessarily want to go and trek out and find somewhere they might just want to relax, you're offering them what they want. There's there's a huge
1: amount of value in that.
0: Yes. Okay, that's brilliant. So you started by spotting ways that you can add value to your guests and that started off by an upsell following the lovely Amazon
1: model. Where did you go from there? Well, then I thought, well, what else do they want? You know, So I, I then produced a free guide to my region, which is what I, all, I always um, have my clients produce a free guide to their region or on their expertise. So usually it's of their region because people who are coming in from, you know, from somewhere else who don't live where you live, they don't know about the things that you know about. And sometimes we just take that for granted. So if you can make your client, your customer, your guest life easier by, you know, offering them something that would help, help them to plan a memorable stay, then, you know, you are serving them at a much deeper level than anyone else. And that makes you stand exactly. out from the
0: crowd. Excellent. Okay. Now, because you are in continued contact with your guests using Infusionsoft, does that ensure that you actually get a lot of
1: repeat business? Totally. And, and the, the more important thing, if you like, or, or the precursor to getting more business, is to have that continuous relationship with your past guests. There's three ways to make money in any business, really. And the first thing is to get more customers. The second way to make more money is to sell more to those customers. And the third way to make money is to have those customers buying from you more often. Now, in the hospitality industry, and in fact in most businesses, most industries, everyone focuses on getting more customers and they forget about the other two. Where in fact the other two are, are easier. Are easier to, it's easier to sell to people who've already bought from you because they know you, like you and trust you. But so many people overlook that.
0: That's a very, uh, very good point. And you're completely right. People, like, it's it's almost, right, that trip's over, those guests have gone. That's right. And they forget
1: about, you know, all of the hard work that they did to get that guest in the first place is now wasted unless you keep in touch regularly. And you have that continuous relationship with them, building goodwill all the time.
0: Okay, and how do
1: you go about building that goodwill? What sort of contact do you have with your past guests? Well, using Infusionsoft, again, I'm able to segment who gets what messages. So when they come, what they've come for is all recorded in, in the software. So I can segment them out and say, hey, you know, last year when you came to this event um it last july when it's happening again this year and this year this is happening and this person's going to be there and and these people are going to be performing and this champagne is opening up this year take a look at this video of what we did last year and you know book a room come and see us again and they do
0: brilliant so it is just reminding them really of Their past experience, and it was a great experience because you made sure that it was. it's just
1: being their friend,
0: just continuing to be their friend. And that's really part of uh, good customer service because it's the the after sales, in effect. Okay, really, really nicely done. So how else do you use Infusionsoft in your business?
1: I have um, um, a lead generation system. I have my upsell process and I have my lead generation system and I have my constant contact with them. Constant contact sounds like another company. I have my continuous contact with them so I blog often and then I send them out interesting things about information. I put stuff on social media I invite them to look at my Facebook page. I use Infusionsoft to get uh, to bring more people into my world who aren't ready to book a room yet by having a free guide to give away. So I get them onto my list and then I nurture them and warm them up and, and, and feed them lots of extra pieces of information that they wouldn't normally know about, about the region. So um, yeah, that's how I use it. C- customer okay, relationship so... management, that's what it is. It's a customer relationship management system.
0: And I think, I think that's actually missed by a lot of people. Certainly when I first uh, heard about Infusionsoft, to me, I was quite similar to you in that the, the internet marketing mm. gurus were using Infusionsoft and that didn't really apply to me and felt the same way that you did. I also, anytime I had heard anybody talk about Infusionsoft, it was kind of grouped together with the Awebers, the Mailchimps, the auto-responding mm. type uh pieces of software which i just thought well it sounds like a very very expensive version of one of those for one of those that's an expensive thing but in actual fact it's so much more than that yes in so many areas that, that you've talked about so it's a customer relation man- relationship management it does do auto responding it helps you collect leads just talk a little bit about how important your list is to oh my business. god
1: i can't stress this strongly enough. I, I, this is really, really key to any business, not just hospitality. In fact, I would go as far to say that without a database, you don't have a business. It's that is important. that important. And I am, I don't know why I'm shocked, but I'm constantly amazed the 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 people that I talk to, the people that I meet in the hospitality industry, when they come to me for help or when they're interacting with me on any level, they haven 't got a database they, it's in the reservation system or it's in their email account or it's with Booking.com or wherever they don't own it they don't own it they can't use it it's got to be on your own system it's got to be yours. Because then
0: you're totally in control of how you look after that past guest or potential
1: future totally. guest. Totally. And if you're not doing that, you're missing. You're leaving huge amounts of cash on the table if you're not keeping in touch with past guests. As we said earlier, you know, you've done a lot of work to get that customer, that guest. Don't let him go. Yeah, very, very good message there. And I do
0: think that it, it is such a, a missed part of our hospitality business whether you are a bed and breakfast owner or if you are a holiday let owner I'm I'm the same as you I constantly come across people who don't have their own list or, or they're not in control of their own list or maybe they focused a little bit too much on something that might have worked say a year or 18 months ago like collecting likes oh, on a Facebook yeah. page and and unfortunately it's alike and it's not really accessible to you anymore because Facebook have changed their rules and there's a few different sort of social media situations where things have changed quite rapidly. But the thing about having your own list, which you've touched on now, is that despite social media, you still can keep in touch with that list. So whatever the rules are, however they change, you're still in control. I liken
1: it to having a well at the bottom of the garden when you've got your own database your own list it's like having a well at the bottom of the garden and anytime you need some water i.e money you go to the well and you offer it something and it and it returns you money (laughs) this is just so key it it is it's like you don't have a business if you don't have a database. And the same the same thing holds true when you come to sell your business. I mean, you may not think about selling your B and B or your hospitality business right now, but so many people I've come across have got a B and B for sale or they know of a B and B for sale and I've encouraged them to go and get their database from them if they're selling their B and B because they haven't you know and and they're saying they're saying to me they haven't got one. And they've been in the business for like 15 years and they haven't got a database. It, uh, Ouch. It's incredible. Yeah. So it's great
0: that you've really shown our listeners just how important that list is. Thank you for, for sharing your knowledge and expertise on that particular subject. It's it's brilliant. Now, I know that you're so, so good with Infusionsoft because you won Best in Class Ultimate Marketer Contest in 2013. That is run and held by Infusionsoft it's one of their own internal awards so tell us how you came about first of all being nominated for that award you know what you had to, to be do or, or have as, as an Infusionsoft
1: business and how you came to win well nobody was more shocked than me when I won but <laughs> what was interesting though Elaine um, was that when I when I invested in Infusionsoft in 2011? They told me that I was um, one of about five or six hospitality owners to invested to have invested. I was one of the like handful, one of a handful of B&Bs to have invested in this software. So. Wow. And then I developed this system. My coach gave me the ideas and I ran with it and made it better and made it my own and put, put in place these these two systems that A, sell more products and services to my book team guests, B, encourage people who aren't ready to book yet to grab my free guide and to get on my list and become one of my, my best friends where I nurture them and, and help them. See, I keep in touch. I have a system where I keep in touch with past guests, so I'm going to the well on a regular basis, so to speak, and um, making offers to my list and getting them to return. So I put all this together. I nominated myself for the award just for a bit of fun. I had no idea um, that I would win. I I didn't even think I stood a chance, but I thought, I think I've got an interesting story here because I know there aren't many hospitality businesses using Infusionsoft so I think it just might be a bit of fun to enter the competition and when they told yeah. me that I had won they said they had never heard a story like that before they'd never heard of anybody using Infusionsoft in the way that I do.
0: Oh that must have been absolutely brilliant to have that sort of uh, feedback from them And and I guess as you uh, put yourself forwards for for the nomination. You might have been looking for a bit of, am I doing this right? <laughs> you know, is this, you know, sort yeah. of validation? Uh, and you got that in winning, which is absolutely, yeah, well, even better than than just a bit of validation. Just the fact that you actually won and were were singled out as somebody who'd done something
1: exceptional with the
0: with the software. And here's the thing. So, and
1: here's the thing. What I do with it is so simple. It's not complicated. And what I say to my, my hospitality clients, my B and B clients who come to me for help is that, you know, you've only got to you've only got to find the two or three things that work in your business and then do those really, really well. It's not complicated.
0: Yeah, do them really well yeah. and do them
1: consistently.
0: Yeah. Excellent. So, do as as people come to you for help and assistance as a as a bed and breakfast owner, do you suggest that they use
1: infusion Sometimes, not all of the time, not not all of the time. it. Just depends where they're at in their business. It isn't for everybody. If you're just starting out, or you are um, you're not very uh, au fait with. Inter- marketing because it is it is marketing online online marketing i don't always suggest it but in the majority of cases i do and in fact as time goes on and i have more and more experience with clients i am um suggesting it more and more but but you know what not everybody in this business wants a business you know a, a really thriving business some people are still doing it as hobbies and that's fine that's fine. So I would not recommend ins- Infusionsoft to a hobbyist.
0: Okay, so it's, it's
1: each individual
0: yeah. case. But, right, I understand. Okay. And if, if they don't go for Infusionsoft, do you help them put a system into place that they can use uh, in a different way? They can yes. manage themselves? I see, I see, okay. Sounds like you're you're really out there helping people to just really get organized and move from where you were in 2010 to to where you are now, which is a six-figure business. Excellent. So... One of the big things that I think a lot of owners, whether they're the holiday home owners or bed and breakfast owners, uh, worry about is the marketing, they don't really know how to go about it. Uh, what would be your best advice for an owner of either of those hospitality uh, properties wanting to take control of their own marketing and, and maybe trying to break
1: their dependence on some of the booking giants? Well. The thing is that it's okay to rely on the online travel agencies like Booking.com to bring you that guest if you, if you don't know how to do marketing and that's understandable because no one teaches it, except me, <laughs> and so, you know, well, how would you know how to do it? You know, you, you've probably been faffing around with this, that and the other, some of, some of it's worked and some of it hasn't for years, you know, it, it's not easy. And so it's okay to rely on those um online giants to bring you the guest in the first instance, but that should be the end of it. That should be the end of it once they've got you that guest it's your responsibility now to build a system that that you keep where you keep consistently engaged with them and so and offering them reasons to return so that's where your system comes in. I
0: see and do you suggest your holiday home owners sorry, your bed and breakfast owners? Have their own website and at their own web presence, as well as taking the bookings via the the, the, the bigger companies such as totally, Booking.com. Totally,
1: you absolutely have to do it. You have to do it for yourself. So even though you may be initially using the OTAs, the online travel agencies, to bring you guests because you don't know how to get them yourself, you know you can't you can't keep doing that because you're basically throwing money down the drain just because you haven't learned how to do it yourself. So what I'm saying is if you're, if you're currently using the Giants to bring you bookings, that's fine. But you must be thinking about how can I get off them, basically. How can I get off them? So really, they,
0: in your opinion, the best way to, to benefit from using the Booking Giants is to use them in the first instances when you're brand, brand new and you're learning the business. And then as you learn, you can start to step yes. away. Understood. So it's it's baby steps getting away as you're learning as you go.
1: The the tragedy is that I you know there are many many B and B owners now. I would say uh, my estimate from you know talking to people is that ninety percent of hospitality businesses are now relying on the on the booking engines to bring them business, and they shouldn't be because some of them have been in business for a long time. That's a Mm. huge figure. Ninety mm. percent.
0: Yeah, that's very, very interesting. So, so you coach them to get away from that dependence, especially yeah, as you say, after being in business for such a long time. Yeah. Really, they they've got their own customer base. Well, they haven't, effect.
1: you see, because they've uh, never built a database.
0: It's yeah, a tragedy. I see, it's I a see.
1: tragedy. So yeah, and, I and the what's happened, you and that's why sense. that's why the online travel agencies, you know, they spotted an opportunity and they took it. And who can blame them? You know, the whole Completed. industry, the whole small hospitality industry, were just sitting ducks. Yeah, I see. So, because of being in close contact with those bed and breakfast
0: owners, would you say that's the biggest struggle that the owners are consistently having? Is is that reliance, or, or is it, it is another that? factor?
1: Yeah, because what's happened, you, you see, what's happened is that these, you know, you know, TripAdvisor is now a booking engine. TripAdvisor used to be a review site. I mean, that has only that has very swiftly morphed into a price comparison site now. When it started off, TripAdvisor was a great place for people to post reviews and for, you know, for people to look you up and see what other people have said about you. Because before we had TripAdvisor, we'd have a guest book. at the the B&B, at the premises. And the only people who saw the comments in the guest book were the people who'd already made the decision to buy, i.e. the guests. So when TripAdvisor came onto the scene, it was brilliant because then you could post reviews online and people who hadn't made the decision to book could be reassured by what other people had said, which was fantastic. But that very, very quickly, TripAdvisor has morphed into a price comparison site with a review facility on the site. Yeah, that's a big change. And so all of that has, and together with the booking engines, because booking.com I think is part of TripAdvisor or they're all owned by the same company now. You know, they have really got the whole market sewn up and people who've been in the industry for a long time, you know, are are kind of sort of left in the dust really. And now, and now they feel out of control because you know their business is not their business anymore. They've effectively become suppliers of beds to the big booking engines business.
0: So it's it's hard to to hear that see, people are in that situation, isn't it? Really, because it is such a absolutely yeah, heartbreaking, Elaine. Really. Yeah, it's 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 a horrible situation for people to find themselves in. But it's a good job that you're here to to discuss and really teach people how to to move on. I'm really grateful mm. to you spending the time with us today and really starting to share your knowledge. And to holiday homeowners as well, it's very very relevant the the information that you're you're offering. So moving on to what do you actually show on your website and if you are using a booking giant, you, you start with the photo-
1: photographs, how important do you think is, photography is in, in your business? It's very important, um, but if you can't get a professional photographer, you know, do the best you can, I mean the, the sort of it, the technology that we have available right now, you know, that we didn't have maybe five, even five years ago we didn't have it. I have personally never had any professional photography done for my website. So yeah that's it, interesting, because your pictures are the aren't lovely. They? And they're all, all taken with <laughs> yes, it, with a digital camera, much. you know, a good quality digital camera. Some of them, you know, I haven't used an iPad or an iPhone to take them, but just a digital camera. Um they are important but you know the the you have to make a distinction between your product and your marketing and they're not the same thing. So if you take if you take a car, alright? So if you take a car, a car all cars basically do the same thing. They get you from point A to point B. They all do the same thing. So why does um, a fiat ponto cost I don't know, 5,000 euros or 5,000 pounds and a Rolls-Royce costs 200,000 pounds when it does the same thing, okay? It's marketing. Now, of course, the Rolls-Royce is bigger and it's shinier and it looks nicer, but but most of it is marketing. And it's the same when we talk about um, champagne. You know, you can pay 30 quid for a bottle of Moet or Verve Clicquot or something in the supermarket that everybody knows, that brand that everybody knows. Or you can pay 12 euros for a champagne from my village. Now the champagne from, the 12 euro bottle of champagne from my village is just as good if not technically better, technically better than the Verve Clicquot or the Moet. But it's just the marketing. Okay.
0: Yeah, that does make complete sense because how would a small village be if we're looking at the Champagne example, how would a small village be getting their message out there against somebody like Verve Clique or the, the Moes? I understand that it's very, very well described. So it's not absolutely necessary as to to go for a professional photography and to, to go for that spend. Really just share your what you can see in front of you and and the best bits of what you can see and do the best that you can and share that. Yeah,
1: your unique unique way of doing
0: it. Okay, I understand. So looking at feedback, how do you ask for feedback from your guests and how do you use that feedback to attract future guests? Well,
1: asking for feedback, asking for a review on TripAdvisor is part of my system. So that's all taken care okay. of automatically by the system in Infusionsoft. So again, this worked brilliantly for me. I've got three hospitality awards from TripAdvisor for 2013, for 2012, 2013 and 2014. And that, those hospitality awards from TripAdvisor put me in the top 5% of all of the businesses who are on TripAdvisor in the world. And that, wow. yes, and that comes from Directly from guests' feedback. Okay.
0: And that all gets recorded in TripAdvisor, as we mentioned earlier. TripAdvisor is a great thing as a review, as a, as a review site. Review yeah. Site. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So how do I use those? How do I use that to attract future guests? I post the reviews on on, on social media. So, for example, um, if you go to my Facebook page for my B and B Le Molyneux, you'll find me sharing little snippets taken from TripAdvisor. So, bragging basically.
0: Excellent. <laughs> well, if you don't do it, you know nobody else is nope. going to do it for you. Let's so be you've, proud got to, of you've got to Let's be proud of what you've be done yeah and you have you have created something worth talking about worth telling people about so yeah don't don't yeah people shouldn't be be worried about that. it's brilliant, yeah. brag away <laughs> and the other thing is that you're you're sharing how good it is at your place, and you're offering people the ability to to understand what it's like there and having not visited nice. themselves, so that's really really important. Mm, Okay. Now, I was going to ask you a little bit about sharing the area, but we actually covered a lot of that earlier on in our conversation. But just to recap and really tell listeners how important it is to share their area, where do you go about sharing the information of of your area? It's on social media as well as on your list within Infusionsoft. Is that right?
1: It's on my website as well, yes. It's absolutely crucial.
0: Okay, that's brilliant. Okay, so for a bit of fun, have you ever had, what has been your craziest complaint?
1: Ah, ah. <laughs> well, we had one couple once, okay. I think they were Belgians. And um they came the 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 man, they 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 booked in for three nights and on on the morning after the first night the man came to breakfast and he was all flustered. And um he said um he said, I'm so sorry he said he said, I'm so sorry, but may um my wife and I, we are very passionate lovers and I think we have broken the bed and, um, and, <laughs> and my wife she is too shy to come to breakfast so we have to leave now. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the best, best. Complaint so they left. I've ever heard. Thank <laughs> you. They had broken the bed. But we repaired it and it was fine. But um, I don't know what they've been doing but there you go. Sounds like that was a lot of fun, whatever it was I hope you got a good review
0: (laughs) So so what advice, what piece of advice would you give to someone just starting out in the hospitality industry?
1: This is what I tell people, a lot of people come to me who are just starting out for, you know what do we need to avoid, what are the pitfalls the first thing that I say is decide who you're going to serve decide who you're going to serve in advance so if I give you the example of the, the man who's interested in fishing, okay? So the man who's interested in fishing opens a B&B. Now, he, because of his interest in fishing, he's able to find the best places to fish. And he knows where to buy the best equipment. He knows when to fish and where to fish. He knows what fish are available in his area. He knows everything about fishing in his area. Now, if he was going to open a B&B... In the Alps for example where there's no fishing there's just skiing that's a total mismatch so you need to think about your own interests and passions your your own expertise and and so if you were going to buy a B&B you need to fit that make it in make it in alignment with your own passions and your own expertise and your own interests and then you're on to a winner because if you're interested in something about your area, like for us, it's, it happens to be Champagne. But it could be in this area also, there's a huge community of people who are World War I enthusiasts. Because we, are on the, we were on the front, front line, the Marne and the Somme were like the front line for World War I. And there's an awful lot of uh, war cemeteries around here. So you, if you were a World War I or even World War II enthusiast or historian, and I actually know B&B who is, then you've got another captive market there. So always be thinking about where you're going to be buying your hospitality business and is it in alignment with your own passions and interests? So figure that one out first and then focus on that market um, and then you'll be able to serve them really well. It makes you stand out. Brilliant advice. Thank you. So what is your guiding
0: principle that you run your business by and you teach to your bed and breakfast owners?
1: Well, it might surprise you to hear me say this, but it's love. Okay. Love your guest, yeah. love your own business, and in that yeah. in Love that yourself, context. love your business, love your guest love your life
0: great 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 advice Yvonne I really want to thank you for your time today this is such a a a big subject the building of a list the automation and the systemization of a business they're 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 so close to my business and how I run my place and it's Run through a lot of the interviews that I've done and released quite recently, and to to really speak to somebody who's so organised in that area and really this is the heart of their business, and to have you share that with the with the listeners, I, I really want to thank you for that. You're so welcome. Elaine. All right, Yvonne, tell us how we can get in touch with you, and then we'll say okay. goodbye. Okay, well,
1: you can uh, find me at bedandbreakfastcoach.com. This is my, my website where I help hospitality businesses to uh, make more money and have more fun. <laughs> I like yeah. the well, thing. You've got to be happy. You've got to so be fun, you know? What, otherwise what's the point? Mm. Exactly.
0: Okay, so we can find
1: you there. Yeah, what you about can find me media? on Facebook, Yvonne Halling, uh, Bed and Breakfast Coach uh, on Facebook as well. Le Monning New My B and B's on Facebook. You find me on Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. I'm all over the web. I'm
0: all over the web. You're showing us how it's done by being being everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone listening, I will ensure that all of these places that you can get in touch with Yvonne, you can start learning from some of her exceptionally excellent advice on how to use some of the techniques that we've discussed today you can get onto her list start learning from her immediately i'll make sure those are all linked up in the show notes at holidayletsuccess.com so yvonne thank you again and we will say goodbye hopefully i'll speak to you again in the future and maybe i'll get to meet lovely, you one day Elaine. thank you so much have a great day thanks Superman. and bye. You, bye for now bye So I've really enjoyed chatting to Yvonne. What uh, an awful lot of information she gave us there. Real insight into how her business has started very small and grown into something uh, absolutely that, sh- that she could never have imagined in the beginning. But now that she's on this side, it seems so obvious how it can be done. And that's what she does. She teaches holiday homeowners, bed and breakfast owners primarily, how to how to automate And I'm actually going to be going to see Yvonne, I'll get to meet her, which I'm very, very excited about because it's so nice to actually meet somebody that I've interviewed on uh, over Skype to then actually meet them face-to-face. And she is speaking at the Bed and Breakfast Exhibition and Conference on the 25th and 26th of February 2015 in Bristol in the UK. I will be there on the 26th, which is a Thursday, and I will make sure this is linked up in the show notes. If you have a Bed and Breakfast or a self-catering holiday let holiday accommodation it's going to be well worth going down and having a look at that it's free to attend so you can't go wrong really um if you are there if you see me please head on over say hello i would love to to hook up and say hi we can have a coffee and chat about this great industry that we are involved in. I will make sure this is all linked up in the show notes. And again, anything that I can help you with, head on over to holidayletsuccess.com, click the send voicemail button on the right-hand side, leave me a message, and we will chat and feature you in an upcoming show. So thank you again for joining me, and I will speak to you on a new episode soon. Bye for now.